Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Beyond the Cover podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. As you know, that is no surprise. Today, guys, you only get me again. I tried so hard to get my daughter, Jane, to get on this podcast with me, but she refuses. Apparently, she's got like stage fright or something. I don't know. I try to tell her that it's super simple. We sit in here and if we don't like it, we hate it, we just don't post it. But she wasn't falling for that. So I am on my own today. So hopefully you don't mind and you'll we you'll trek along this journey with me. I um, earlier this week had come, you know, to the realization that I hadn't really talked a whole lot about Jane Around the World, um, which is a nonprofit organization that Jane, my daughter, uh, had the first thoughts of and started. We helped her, of course, along the way, but she started this nonprofit to serve the homeless. Um, started with a really, really simple idea of hers. Many of you know the the story there and know the journey there. But I, I realized that, you know, there's so much passion and heart behind it. And really every, every reason that we do what we do with Jane around the world is because we desire to be more like Jesus, which I have talked a ton about on this podcast, as you guys know. But I wanted to share just a little bit more intimate detail of Jane around the world and why we do what we do. And maybe even a little bit of um, some of the stories that we that we have encountered. And what I mean by stories is that everyone has a story, right? And so we've in, we've encountered quite a few stories that of course I just don't have the time to share all of them, but there's some that have really impacted me personally and I know Jane as well. But the words that came to mind is mission of the Messiah. <laughs> Which, you know, if you know me, I love to make uh, the first letters, and I'm sure there's a word for that, but like the first letters of things match because I feel like it rolls off the tongue and is groovy and all those things. So I, I was really like, okay, Lord, whatever mission of the Messiah came to mind, because really that's what Jane around the world is. So Mark 10 uh, 42 through 45 and really mark 10 45 is for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many um, the 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 prior before that where he's talking in mark mark 42 through 45 um, James and John wanted to be in the highest position in Jesus's kingdom I bet that they were a little bit surprised to find out that the way to the top was to be a slave of all because in this scripture in this passage it says Jesus called them together and said you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them not so with you instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all then, of course, it goes on into, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So again, I'm sure that James and Nam were probably caught a little off guard to know that it's all about serving and not to be served. Um, because often we think that whenever we are, you know, um, whatever it is, if we're in the high in a high position at, at a church or 
you know, the, the, the pastor or an elder or a deacon or whatever, you know, denomination you are, what have you, or even, you know, you're one of the top volunteers. Even we can think sometimes that we're above certain things. Um, but in the kingdom's world in Jesus's kingdom, that's not the way it works. Um, we are here to serve, uh, not to be served. Uh, today we actually had an opportunity to, we're so, so very grateful, but we had an opportunity to share a little bit about Jane around the world at Memorial Baptist Church in Pasadena. Pastor uh, Jason invited us to come. They had a mission Sunday, which was really cool because essentially they had different ministries um, that came and set up a table and people could come by and ask, you know, learn a little about their, about their ministry learn a little about how what whatever it was that they're doing so there was a food pantry there the bridge was there we were there and we had an opportunity to kind of get interviewed for basically it was kind of as the sermon which was really cool I, if I, i'm not gonna lie you guys i felt like i was a little, on a little bit of a talk show because there was like couches on the stage and we were sitting on the couches and they played this video about jane around the world behind us and we were watching the video you know as everybody else is watching it sitting on the couches i was like is am i on the ellen show uh, no I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding don't give me any shade about that um but i it, it was a an, an incredible opportunity because number one, Jane is, she, she would so much rather be, you know, sitting under a bridge with somebody, having a conversation, eating a sandwich with them and hearing their life story any day over being on a stage, telling people about what she's doing. She's like, just let me do the things. Like, I don't, I don't need to talk in front of a bunch of people telling them what I'm doing. And I explained to her that no, you don't, you don't necessarily need to do that. But when the Lord opens up opportunities, it's an opportunity for you to share what you're doing so that other people can come alongside you. And this can be, you, you know, we can reach so many more people because it's, it's, there's so much more that happens with unity and community, um, unity in the church, uh, co collaboration. There's so much power in collaboration and where we can turn, you know, one bag into 2000 bags such as we have you know with the help of those that come alongside the vision come alongside the mission and the only way that they know about it is for us to talk about it you know so we uh we did this and she didn't she wasn't super excited about being on stage but she did it and it was super cool one of the things that pastor jason shared was um let me see if i can not mess it up but he said that there was somebody that he knows and forgive me because I'm not sure who that person is, but they always put this hashtag, um, whenever they do baptisms for, for people, he's do, he's in a college ministry of some sort. And so it's every number has a story and every story has a name and every name matters to God. So I'll say that again. Every number has a story and every story has a name and every name matters to God. When he said that, it struck me so much because every, we hear like, okay, Jane around the world first, you know, first goal was to give a thousand bags. Well, that's a thousand people, you guys. And those, every number. So the number one, the number 99, the number, you know, 176, all the way to the number 1000 had a story because each one of those numbers represented a person that has a story that has a name. And God cares about those people. He cares about that name. 
That name matters to God. Every name, your name, their name, my name, every name matters to God. And so when he said every number has a story and every story has a name and every name matters to God, it, I, it's just so true. It is just so true. Um, I know that there is, and I have lost it. I think this was Mark. This has to be Mark. Mark 10. Nope. This is Matthew. I wrote down some scripture and I didn't put who it was, but I think that it's Mark. Forgive me. It is Mark, but I don't know which Mark. So there you go. Um, I, I did want to say that there, one of the stories that we shared in today and one of the stories that we share quite often is the story of this guy Chris that we met and he was actually at 45 and Monroe it was either Monroe or Broadway um we 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 parked over on the side of the road Jane had actually had a couple of her friends with her we were very very careful we had some big guys with us shout out to Josh Butler um and then of course we had Max and a couple of other guys and we went out there. So anyway, we met this guy, Chris, and he had this dog, Charlie Brown. And the girls just absolutely fell in love with the dog because they're all animal lovers. But Chris shared a little bit of his story with us. And basically, you know, he had been on the streets for a couple of months, kind of fallen on hard times. Um, didn't look like a drug user or, you know, he, he had a full on conversation with us. It didn't appear that there was any mental illness. Um, he was actually living in another place, like a, still on the streets, but a little bit more sheltered than where he was under the bridge. But they started to do some renovation on where it was or something to that effect. And he got moved out, had to live under this, this portion of the bridge. And they were fixing to move them out of that portion of the bridge to another portion because they were doing some renovations. But he was so just like, look, you know, I am where I am right now. And I know that I'm not going to be here forever. But it's people like us, so people like Jane around the world and the people that serve and, and come alongside of us that make a huge impact on their life because it continues to give them hope. We were, we were a token of hope for him. When we were leaving, as the girls were, you know, playing with Charlie Brown, the puppy, the dog, um, we asked if we could pray for him. And he allowed us to pray for him, and we did. And as we were leaving, he said, can I pray for you? And man, that blessed my heart so much. He literally bowed down, um, got on his knees, took off his hat. I think he had a hat on and prayed for us and our mission and for us to reach people and to be Jesus to people and to give people hope and for the Lord just to use us, you know, for his kingdom's agenda. And I was just so very, very touched by that. You know, it, he truly, the, the Lord tells us in his word that, Whatever we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, or of his brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. And the least of these can mean so many different things. But in my mind, whenever I say this, those words, that the Lord says, you know, our Lord, our Savior, our King says that whatever we do for the least of these, we do for him. Every single time we go out there and meet a Chris or a Ha with someone else that we met, um, we, we've met several different people, but Derek, um, Mark, uh, there was a guy that never really gave us his, his real name. <laughs> I think he said Maverick and he's like, that's not really my name, but I'm not really giving you my name. Um, 
but every one of those names matters, right? But everything that we do for, for them, we are doing for our Lord. We are doing for Jesus. And doing this in love, doing it in the way that we do in love glorifies God because it really does reflect the love of God. It, we, are, we are literally being the hands and feet of Jesus in those spaces. You guys, it can be scary to walk out. I don't know if any of you have ever been to Tent City. It can be scary. And let me tell you what, there's not, I'm not there to judge what has happened, what has got them there, you know, why they're still there. Um, if they're using drugs, if they're, I, I, that is not, that's not my place. That is not what I'm there for. Right then I am there to meet a physical need so that we can help meet a spiritual need. And whenever we see, because it happens, you know, you see people that will take the, the bottle of water that you gave them and they'll, they'll go pour it out so they can use that bottle to huff stuff that they ain't supposed to huff. You know, like, of course we see those things, but that doesn't matter because that one conversation that we had with a woman named Ha that, you know, was so grateful, said thank you a million times, allowed us to pray with her, said that we, that we blessed her so much that day. And she cried because we gave her wipes, you know, um, that far outweighs the things that we may see that people are doing, you know, that we don't necessarily want them to do or agree with or whatever. Those stories, those victory stories are what matters. You know, most recently, we were able to help um, some evacuees from Hurricane Laura. And if you follow us on social media, there's actually there's several different ways. We have an Instagram, um, Jane Around the World on Instagram. There's Jane Around the World on and Jane Around the World on Instagram. I think it is actually Jane Around the World 12. There's Jane Around the World on Facebook. And then you can also um, find us on the website at janearoundtheworld.org, but we share different stories. And the most recent story is um, about some evacuees that we had were able to help that were displaced from Hurricane Laura. They were actually from Sulphur, Louisiana. And it was incredible because there was 12, I think it was 12, forgive me, it was in somewhere between 10 and 13 families that we're all from around the same complex, most of them anyway, the apartment complex in Sulphur. They ended up at this motel in, um, in Laporte. And I got a call from one of Alina's good friends, um, Alicia, Celeste's mom. And um, she said, hey, did you hear about these, these families that were out there? I said, no. You know, she was like, can you, can you help out? And I'm like, okay, tell me what's going on. Like, what's the real need? What's the deal? Anyway, long story short, from a phone call, actually it was a text message, from a text message initially that said, hey, can you help, to a phone call, led to us being able to contact all these different resources to be able to provide for these families, these 10, let's just say 10 to 13 families that lost their home. They didn't, they were instantly homeless. So homeless looks a whole lot of different ways, you guys, from instantly homeless because a hurricane wiped out your home to you've been on the streets for, you know, 10 years homeless, like in everything in between. And so from that text message and that, and her reaching out, we were able to hook up with clothed by faith and get them a week's worth of clothes. Um, 
and and shoes, new socks and and underwear. We were able to hook up with Lighthouse in Friendswood and got them a, a good home cooked meal brought brought to them. We were able to pay for a week's worth of stay from funds that have been raised with Jane around the world. That's because of you guys. That's because of people like you coming alongside the mission and the vision. Those things wouldn't happen without you. Um, We were able to provide food. High Point did a food drive and we were able to provide food for these families. They were able to use the kitchen there at the hotel and cook food. Um, So all of these things came together. Now you fast forward and most of those families have since moved back to Louisiana. They were able to, you know, get that week's worth to figure out what their next steps were going to be and then move, you know, decide to move back to Louisiana or find a new place here or whatever that looked like. But we have really developed a relationship with two of our friends, Chris and Tamara, that have decided to relocate here. And they are truly a part of our life now through this simple text message that said, hey, can you... Can you help out? Of course, we we pray about it, and there's no there's no reason. I mean, I say I say there's no reason. Of course, there's every reason to pray always, but we didn't have to pray about helping somebody. Okay, like that's not something that you necessarily have to pray about. If you know that there's a need that you can meet and it's brought to you, like you 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 meet the need. Like that's that's what Jesus says to do. You know. Now, granted, yes, we pray about everything, but I'm saying if there's a need, meet meet it. Um. Because of that, we now have these long-lasting um, friendships with Chris and Tamara, and they've changed our life, you know, um, to see all that they've gone through and the hope that they continue to to have, um, the, the way that they're trying to figure out, you know, what their, what their next steps are long-term, um, and being able to come alongside them and minister to them. Honestly, Chris... Chris ministers to me every time I talk to him. That dude knows the Bible frontwards, backwards, inside out. Um, but, you know, we were able to open up those conversations and have really candid conversations. They've actually gone to church with us. It's been so beautiful. And, you know, if Jane had not had this idea, you know, last year when she was 12 years old um, to say, hey, I want to do something. I feel like we can do something more. Like, isn't that it? Like, just do something. And and we did. And you fast forward and now we have like all these long lasting relationships and we've impacted, we've given out over 2000 bags to Houston and surrounding areas. We've had bags as far as, um, out to California with, uh, Melanie and her crew. And, and we've had bags in Louisiana. We've brought bags to Beaumont. Um, they took bags to Las Vegas, um, just kind of everywhere. And it's been really, really cool to see the impact that has been made. Um, Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through 40. Um, Teacher, which is the greatest commands in this law? Uh, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest command. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. I share that with you because today in in our time at, at the church to memorial sharing about Jane around the world, he gave a, um, just a little presentation that said, you know, why they do mission Sundays. And one of the first, there was three reasons. The first reason said, God calls us to love all people. And he's right. God calls us to love all people, our neighbors, all people, 
we are we are called to love so that's the number one reason why missions are so important too because that's the it's the first step everything that we do we do in love um, if it's a mission in your own home or it's a mission across the world we do it in love the second reason he said is all people have tangible needs and you know that's true like quite literally um, Philippians says that in Philippians 419 that that God um, oh I'm gonna mess it up but that God will meet all of your needs according to his riches um, or to the riches in oh gosh let me go look it up God meets all of our needs okay you guys and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus there we go so just the mere fact that he says that that he will meet all of our needs that God will meet all of our needs means that we have needs (laughs) so all people have tangible needs and meeting the third reason was meeting tangible needs allows us to meet spiritual needs and I'm telling you you guys like without this bag so we have this bag that has these eight items in it toothpaste um, socks band-aids soap deodorant a toothbrush um, there's one, there's two other items, chapstick and baby wipes. Okay. And then oftentimes we try to give like some sort of devotional or a life book or a Bible, something in there, even a handwritten note that says scripture on it or Jesus loves them, something to that effect. They get this, this, this package and we have met a tangible need for them and that could be that they have not you know that their lips are so chapped because it's cold outside that they can't even you know they can't even keep them them from bleeding you know and we've given them this chapstick and met a tangible need for them we are able to sit and share the lord with them we are able to sit and share the gospel we are this is truly the mission of the messiah you know and we are able to do that by saying hey I've got this item. I have this bag of these things that I know that you need. And I want to know your story because you matter. Your name matters. You know, this reminds me, there's a Tommy and Sheila. Tommy sat outside of the um, dollar store off of Spencer. I had seen Sheila's face. And I think I shared a little bit about this story with you guys before maybe not but I had seen Sheila's face and I wanted to talk to her and I didn't and then I went back the next day or whatever it was and went back and talked to Tommy found out that her name was Sheila but I sat like in my mind I I I envisioned sitting with these people sitting with them and and hearing their story and they they did have a story and it was you know her husband had passed away and and Tommy was a friend of Sheila's and lived with, you know, and her husband and lived with them. And when her husband passed away, he was sort of the breadwinner and they just, you know, they lasted as long as they could and it kind of fell apart. They don't have family close by here and just fell on some really hard times, you know, but sitting and talking to them and hearing their story and that she has a daughter and, you know, what she used to do for a living and all of these things, knowing that their names are Tommy and Sheila, being able to pray for Tommy and Sheila and loving on them, literally being Jesus to them right there on the sidewalk as people pass by, doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how people may, may look at us like, if somebody saw me sitting there and thought that I was homeless too, so what? 
You know, so what? At the end of the day, I have one to answer to my heavenly father and that's it. I care what he thinks and that's it. And when he tells me to sit down and talk to Tommy or he tells me to sit down and talk to Sheila, I'm going to sit down and talk to Tommy or Sheila. I'm telling you, you guys, it's been incredible, this journey of Jane around the world. I'm blessed and honored to be a part of this mission that Jane um, brought to life ultimately. And it's been amazing to, to travel this journey with some of you guys and to know that um, you have cared so much and been just as passionate about the journey as, as we have. It's, I'm excited to see what the next things, you know, the next opportunities are and the next things that, that open, even through this COVID um, time, it, it's looked different because we haven't been able to literally hit the streets based on county ordinances and so forth and mandates and all the things and not allowing us to, to be out in the streets with people um, we still have in some regard, but not in the mass quantity that we had before, but we were able to resource shelters with cleaning supplies or razors, you know, um, or toilet paper, um, all different, all different kinds of things that we've been able to resource to different shelters and, and, and help those people that are living in the shelters, which are homeless, um, with different supplies and different things. And so it just looked a little different in the way that we were helping, but ultimately Jane's dream that she shared today and, um, shared with us in the very beginning was that she'd be able to open a shelter one day, um, of her own and almost be a resource hub for, for people that, you know, could come together at this one place and find all the resources that they needed, um, to, to, to make a sustainable change in their life, not just for, for a temporary bed. Yes, that would be part of it, but what are the next steps? Um, much like a star of hope, you know, um, in some regards. So we're standing right there along with her and, and excited to see what the Lord is doing in and through uh, this ministry and in and through Jane and all the things that he's birthed in her. So thank you for being along with us in this journey. Um, really, that's it, guys. That's all that I want to talk to you about today is that, you know, we are called to serve. And um, when we serve the least of these, we are we are serving in is as if we are serving the Lord himself and he is smiling down upon us. And even the son of man, you know, did not come to be served, but to serve. So how much more should we serve? And we do this in so many different ways. This is just one of those ways. And so I just encourage you. I encourage you. Those that are are, are, are last will be first, right? <laughs> and so just know that you're, you guys um, are so loved and so appreciated. And I am so excited to see what comes next. If any of you listening want to know more about Jane Around the World, please reach out to me. We would love for you to come alongside of us. We would love for you to, to learn more, ask any questions, uh, whatever the case is. If you have any great ideas, please share them with us. We are definitely open to what that is um, that, that the Lord is doing in and through you and how we can partner. We do have our 501c3. Super excited about that all the things that are, are working, um, that are just working out because we know that the Lord is right in the middle of all this. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to my rambling. Next week, we will have a guest. I'm not exactly sure who that's going to be yet. There's a couple of candidates. So be on the lookout for that. 
But until next time, you guys, just know that you are so very, very loved.